Hi, and welcome to We Dig Plants on the Heritage Radio Network. We are the ladies of Groundworks, Inc. I'm Carmen DeVito. And I'm Alice Marcus-Krieg. And we design, install, and maintain gardens in and around New York City for a lot of different interesting people, don't we, Alice? <laughs> for a lot of nuts. A lot of nuts. <laughs> and our show today is going to get really nutty. Um, this show broadcasts from two shipping containers in Bushwick, Brooklyn, located next to Roberta's Pizza at 261 Moore Street. And our sponsor today is Acme Smoked Fish. Acme is North America's leading producer of smoked seafood, sourcing only the highest quality materials from around the globe. Acme has been a sustainable steward of the seafood industry for over 55 years. From traditional smoked salmon to fine delicacies like smoked sable and trout, Acme is the authority on smoked fish. For more on the Acme Blue Hill Bay or Ruby Bay brands, visit acmesmokedfish.com. So um, we're going to leave the fish arena now and talk about (laughs) nuts, aren't we, Alice? Yeah. um, Earlier, a few weeks ago, we spoke about chestnuts, um, food for the masses in Europe, um, as part of our nuts series and as an ode to Carmen's Italian heritage. The nutty heritage or the Italian (laughs) heritage? Well, I'm not. I'm just saying. (laughs) So this, this conversation always starts each fall between me and Carmen about what we're doing um, on the on the weekends, how we're cooking. Whose family's nuttier. Family <laughs> recipes, etc. So today's show is about pecans from my southern background. That's right. Pecans, They're, not pecans. It's pecans. Pecans. Um, it's all about their history use and growing nuts. Um, these are nuts that we can control, that we have a use for, and that don't get in the way of life. So we have a great guest today, um, Mr. Duke Lane. Hello, Mr. Lane. Good afternoon, ladies. How are you? I am doing just great. Good. So, uh, Mr. Lane is the president of the Georgia Pecan Growers Association. He's a grower and a seller um, of pecans, and he will help navigate us through today's primer. Uh, Lane Southern Orchards, his business, has been growing peaches and pecans for more than 100 years. It's a fifth-generation business, and it's located in Middle Virginia. Georgia. Georgia, sorry. Yeah. Middle Georgia. of Georgia. Yes. So uh, let's let's just get right to it. What, before we start on a kind of timeline that I have, tell us a little something, a little fun fact about pecans. Well, pecans, uh, 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 they, they are, have recently been rated as the highest nut in uh, antioxidant. Right. And that is something that has been very... Pleasing to us is uh, Georgia growers, the Georgia pecan, uh, even over the walnut, the pistachios, the almonds, and and any other nut that's out there that's available. Georgia, Georgia's pecan, like I say, has recently been done, been in some studies involving the nutritional value and, and that that such thing of uh, the antioxidants of, of pecans has been rated the highest of of any other nut in the oil of a pecan is very similar to uh, an avocado, the, right. the oil of an avocado. It has the same uh, heart-healthy benefits that you might have heard before uh, uh, been told that uh, the avocado has. Yeah. So that's a very pleasing... Uh, that's good for business, Duke. bit of information <laughs> for us. So how did your family get involved with this crop in particular? Well, we started out in the early... Uh, as you said, actually, my great grandfather started the business in 1908. Uh, we were 
were much more diversified uh, back then as we are now. He had everything that uh, that you would would actually not only that that you would grow uh, for food on the farm. Uh, he had his own dairy. Uh, he had, therefore, he had his own milk. He had his own uh, uh, cows and 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 hogs. So he he had all of his meat. Uh, he had a, a grocery store. He had all the the tenant houses were on the farm. All the uh, the old packing house where you process the peaches, the uh, cleaning plant where the nuts are processed and and uh, gotten ready to be sold. Uh, everything was all back in those days was right down there on the farm. I mean, it was uh, the only need uh, actually that I can remember was uh, to go to town was uh, the old drive-in picture show. <laughs> now you ladies are probably too young to remember those days, but that was a day when you could drive up and uh, get as many people as you wanted to in the car, and then you yeah. drive up and get a little speaker, and you could sit there and watch movies. But that was really the only need uh, to leave to go to right. town, right? So we we had everything. Uh, we grew uh, uh, corn and cotton and uh, uh, peanuts and and wheat and uh-huh. just about all the food that the tenants that lived on the farm they actually had housing on the farm uh, they had a church churches on the farm uh, is that right how back many, in those days how many acres did he have if you don't mind me asking he had about five thousand acres uh yeah. back wow. in those days as, as i said it was was very uh very much more diversified than we are as fifth generation growers mm-hmm. today right right uh, we grow uh the the pecans and the peaches, as we're talking about today, and we grow uh, strawberries, uh, a few blueberries and blackberries and, and things like that. But the main ingredients of the farm are the are the peaches and the pecans, of which we have been, as you said, have been growing, uh, you know, as, as uh, well, actually, my son represents, my son and my nephew represents the fifth generation. So we've actually been uh, growing these two crops for over 100 years. Wow, wow. Well, I want to give our listeners a little history and a timeline of uh, the pecan. Um, In the 1500s, Native Americans used wild and native pecans in their cooking and their diet, um, especially in autumn at the time of harvest. A fermented drink was made um, that resembles milk um, from pecans. And it's also thought that the Native Americans first cultivated the pecan um, as far as Uh, orchard growing versus wild random species. Um, In the 1600s and the 1700s, the Spanish colonists and the Franciscans cultivated orchards in Mexico and what is now New Mexico. So this is 60 years before the colonists on record plant pecan orchards. And in Long Island, um, here in New York, in 1772, the English settlers first planted pecan trees in Long Island. So it's hardy to our zone, Alice? I don't know. What do you think, Mr. Lane? Yeah, I think uh, uh, I don't in the in the current uh, listing of the twenty some odd states that, that grow pecans. I don't think that New York is is listed. Is <laughs> a producer, right? Is a pecan producing state, but uh, you know there are seedlings that are scattered all over the United States. Yeah. That, uh, and we have some southern will, magnolias up here. So, in, in well, that's good. In then, then you certain are, situations, you are hitting sort of close to home. Then. Yeah, <laughs> in <laughs> certain. But, certain but I, I think that all states have uh, some 
some form of, of seedling. Seedlings come in all shapes and forms. That's a, you know, that's what we re- re- refer to as wild and native. These are nuts that just uh, that, that got over here, like you said, in the 1700s by by probably uh, some of the English settlers and the original people that, that uh, were up in the in the Virginia area, and uh, the, these nuts just were. Sprouted wild birds and squirrels just carried them yeah. everywhere, and they sprouted up, and they became what we what we call a uh, uh, wild or uh, uh, native pecans. Or the 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 name that we all refer to them is seedlings. Seedlings, right? And, and they really there's certainly nothing wrong with a seedling. A seedling is a is a good eating pecan. It's not the it doesn't have the size. Yes. Uh, nor does it have the oil content that what we call these new uh, improved varieties that are. Mm-hmm. that we have these cultivars and varieties that we have this day and time. Right. George Washington planted pecans at Mount Vernon in 1775, and Thomas Jefferson planted them in 1779. So the economic potential for pecans was realized in the, 17, in the late 1700s, and in San Antonio, Texas, the wild pecan harvest was more valuable at that time than popular row crops like cotton. Hmm. So this is kind of the tulip, <laughs> if you will, of crops at that time. This was a real economic uh, viable commodity. So in the 1800s, pecans were exported um, by the French to the West Indies in hmm. 1802. And pecan, the pecan budding technique was discovered in 1822 by Abner Lundrum of South Carolina. And this is a way to graft superior wild selections onto stock to improve the pecan characteristics. Now, the native kind of region of of pecan trees is really along the Mississippi Delta mm-hmm. and in bottomland um, uh, kinds of ground. So um, this process um, of of the budding technique was largely overlooked until 1876 when at that time an African-American slave gardener from Louisiana named Antoine created the highly successful cultivar called Centennial, which is, at that time, it won the Best Pecan Exhibited Award at the Philadelphia Centennial Exposition of 1876. So this cultivar became the first official planting of improved pecans. Do you know this cultivar? Uh, you know, I think there is a variety out there. We don't have it right here in Georgia, but I think I've, I've familiar heard. with a variety out in Texas that uh, that bodes well in dry weather. That, yeah. uh, it's called the Centennial. Okay. And by the way, we do have a, a variety of peach that is called the Centennial as well. Oh, I will look up that history. <laughs> so it's probably an heirloom, I bet. Yeah. Variety. Yeah. Which are making a big comeback here. We've got a lot of urban farmers here in New York, you know, Mr. Lane. <laughs> Who like to grow different things. So maybe we'll get some sure. pecans. They have farms on roofs. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, as a quick summary to, to our introduction, pecans are the only native tree nuts grown for commercial use in the United States. Um, its habit and growth ranges from the southwestern U.S. along the Mississippi River up into Indiana and Illinois and into Mexico. 
the U.S. ranks number one in world pecan production. Right on. Go USA. (laughs) Georgia, Texas, and New Mexico leading the way. 14 states in all produce commercial pecan crops. Georgia produces one-third of the U.S. pecans, but Texas is actually the largest producer um, having almost twice the number of trees planted than Georgia with native seedling varieties, um, which are still extremely prevalent. Um, but Georgia um, is number two, basically, of those three states. Um, and let's talk for a little bit about the industry in Georgia. Can you tell well, us? Well, we've, uh, we've seen a, a booming uh, last five or six years, if you will, in the pecan industry not only here in Georgia, but in, in, Texas, in Texas and New Mexico and Arizona, Oklahoma, all your, your western states, uh, mainly due to the interest that uh, has been generated by the export market. Right. This is something that uh, that five years ago we wasn't, uh, we wasn't involved in. I mean, it, uh, it might have been a, a few growers, a handful of growers across the country that were sending a few, few nuts out of the country, but... Uh, Basically, we all de- were dependent on the nuts that were purchased here domestically, and particularly, you know, by the shellers of the the people that uh, take these nuts to the next step and shell them, and 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 they use them, you know, provide them to you in a form that you can Cook make pies yeah. or cookies or candies or whatever you want to do. So, the uh, the the shellers were initially our only uh, a source of. Of, of sales of fibercons, but here in the last five years, we have uh, uh, incorporated the export market into our business, and it really has taken off with the simple fact that uh, the Georgia pecans uh, have been, and pecans in general, have been rated, as I said earlier, the highest in uh, antioxidants and heart healthiness and the, the things that everybody wants to hear this day and time that we have been able to gain access to uh, the the Chinese market. Uh, yeah. The Chinese are very healthy eating uh, uh, people, uh, and they have been over here and visiting, visiting us and visiting our orchards and seeing how we actually grow pecans, how pecans are processed, and they've taken that information back, and then we've done, we've been over there uh, visiting them and, and, and showing them, you know, just what we do with pecans, and what you can do with them once they are processed and and that sort of thing. So, as the end result, we have uh, we have really uh, seen the demand uh, along with pricing. Uh, as you well know, pricing and demand go hand in hand. So we've seen the demand uh, for pecans here in the last five years just escalate by leaps and bounds. Right. So that's been a wonderful thing. Everybody is uh, that's good. Upbeat. There are a lot of a lot of trees being planted as a result of that. Now, do you think you know, China's going to go into the to the growing market? Like, do you, I mean, do you think I, they're going to become producers? They, I don't. The Chinese they have their own version of what they call the pecan. It's a little small round uh, nut about the size of a nickel. We we've seen it and we've eaten it, and it actually is a. Uh, it has good flavor. They they crack it and they soak it in a solution that has a. Uh, uh, like teriyaki type uh, taste uh, to oh, it. Okay. It's uh, somewhat of a of a of a. I, I sort of take it as being somewhat of a sweet taste, but uh-huh. they've done a very good job with the few nuts they have. But they don't have 
these new improved varieties where we have nuts that are, are almost as big as your thumb. And so this, they've right. come over here and they've uh, started purchasing purchasing nuts here in Georgia. Uh, nuts uh, leave out the different ports, mainly down in Savannah, Georgia. And uh, it, it, the thing about it, it takes thirty days uh, for a load of pecans to get to China. So, you know that's that's one thing that we uh, that we are sort of working against, but. At the same time, under the propping uh, conditions and, and containers and that sort of thing, it's been able to work for us. And now we've uh, it's just really booming. I mean, the the interest not only from China. We uh, we have used uh, the uh, Department of Agriculture here in Georgia through a program called SUSTA, which is a Southern United States Trade Association, and we have uh, have visited other countries. India being one of them, uh, uh, Israel being another one. Uh, Dubai. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's just uh it's so many so many homes for these pecans that where the market is has never been tested. And myself had I had the pleasure of uh visiting uh, uh Cuba for a week last year. Oh wow. And uh the the Cuban people I took uh several bags and boxes of nuts that were processed down there and I mean they were just uh, just absolutely amazed. They they never had seen a a pecan before. I mean we we got to see all the bananas growing down there and everything uh-huh. that they're doing, and uh, you know they were just amazed at the at the taste uh, of what we you know presented to them. To uh, so you know, hopefully one day the embargo might be lifted, and, and that would be a, a market that's right in our back door that we would uh, would be able to to uh, access. But for the time being, we've gotten a lot of uh, we've just had a lot of interest, a lot of uh, uh, trade missions. Really, where people have come over and visited our country and visited pecans. So we are we sort of look at it as being on a roll with the with the pecans. Now the demand and the pricing, as I say, go hand in hand, as you know, and it's uh, it's the highest it's ever been. Uh, as we are basically getting started here in Georgia and the southeast in in harvesting the crop for this year. Oh, you're just starting now, right? This is just beginning to get started. We just shaking nuts today as we speak. Right. So um, I think we have to take a break, Mr. Lane. Just hang on to the line. We're going to listen to a little music, and we'll be back in one second to continue our conversation. You're listening to We Dig Plants on the Heritage Radio Network. Today we're talking with Duke Lane of Lane Packing, and we're talking about growing and shipping pecans. That was a song by um, a guy named Jarek Perrick um, called Pecan Ridge Ramble. What an appropriate <laughs> song, don't you think, Mr. Lane? <laughs> Very appropriate. <laughs> so um, I just want to talk one second about, um, like, crop quality um it's really determined by the percentage of the kernel in the shell and the color of the kernel right being being that light brown is the most favored and the oil content and thin shells is that right right absolutely so that's what really sets the price 
Right. Um, if, if you'll take, if you're familiar with a pecan, and you take a a pecan that's in that little protective shell, then in order to to get the quality of that nut, then you you have to weigh a pound of those nuts in shell, mm-hmm. and then you shell them out, and you you throw away all the unedible part of the the shell, of course, that you don't eat, just like you would a almond or walnut, mm-hmm. and then you weigh the kernels. That's the actual meat. Mm-hmm. And when you weigh the kernels versus the weight of the shell, right? The total, the total, the number of nuts that it takes to make a pound. Then you come back and you weigh the the kernels, and that gives you a percent of the meats that are in that actually in that mm-hmm. pecan shell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So judge, judging by the percentage of meats is how you tell that that pecan is is. It's full of oil, it weighs heavy, the quality's good, and, and you're paid based on uh, on actually what that, that we call it a yield. That's, a, that's the end result of the nut mm-hmm. with the shell, and then it's extracted through cracking or cracking or shelling process, and you come out with what we call the, the kernel or the meats. Right. So that's how it's uh, determined. The, the light brown... Uh, Really is is what most varieties are. We we uh, that really uh, signifies that it's it's oily or it's, it's more it's got more oil in it than uh, a dark brown colored nut. So uh, and then again the the light brown in, in appearance is more uh, uh, appeasing than a, a nut that's darker in color. So that that's the ideal situation is to have a a light brown nut that's. Uh, it's full of oil. Some varieties of the hundred or so varieties or more than that that we grow here in the, across the United States, some varieties naturally have more oil than others. So mm-hmm. you're going to have some nuts that you know are going to be more expensive than other nuts come when it comes time to, to sell. So time, you try right. to plant based on uh, on those different things, uh, the nuts that, are, that, are, that have the highest oil content. And then you also try to play, try to plant the ones that require the the least amount of of spraying uh, to keep the uh, disease and insects off the nuts. So, so what's the variety uh, that that you actually make the most from? I think the most the most popular variety here in Georgia, and there's there's really five or six, but I think most everybody will tell you the desirable. It's D E S I R A B L E. It's a it's a big nut that uh, normally yields uh, uh, the meat content will yield more than what the actual shell is. So if you have uh, 50, 50 uh, nuts to the pound, and then you come out with fifty-five percent of that of those nuts is what we call kernel or meat hmm. content, and then a lot of times we're paid based on the percentage. You're paid so much. We call it so much a point. Based on what mm-hmm. that nut yields, so you know the higher the, ne- the nut yields, the higher percentage of kernel left after the shells removed, then the more expensive the nut is. Okay. If, uh, if that, if you can understand that. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We uh we try to plant you know a different variety, and like I say, it's not only about the ones that uh sell for the most, but the ones that that, that cost less to uh to raise. I mean, economically speaking. You know, you have your, your input cost in, in making these nuts. They don't just uh, 
grow on a tree without no. without you without know careful attention as you can yeah. imagine. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people you know till we till we make it known and explain to them they go in the grocery store and they don't really understand you know how peaches and tomatoes and corn and that sort of stuff grows and that's one thing we do down here in Georgia in several different places we have these agritourism spots where people come in and see exactly how we grow things and how it's processed and and that's been a, a a big hit with uh you know a lot of people that, that never have been around a peach or a pecan tree. Yeah, that's exactly don't have any idea what it looks like. That's exactly what this radio station is trying to do too. Is just give people the information and access to how you know to farmers and and what their daily lives are like and and how the food gets onto yeah. their table and our agricultural heritage. You yeah, know, which is so important. So I'm really interested, Mr. Lane, about. So it's a native tree that's been improved on compared to other, um, you know, nut trees like walnuts, et cetera. How hard or easy is it to grow pecans? Well, there again, it's uh, first I want to tell you that it is uh, growing pecans is not something that uh, it just takes place. Uh, you know, we we harvest a crop over a, a two month period, mm-hmm. but there's something that you're doing to this pecan tree uh, almost year round to enhance. Mm-hmm. You know the two months of production and mm-hmm. the the spraying and all is very similar to what they do out in California with the walnuts and the and the almonds. Uh, some varieties, uh, as I say, uh, uh, you know, have a need for more uh, spraying, you know, more spray applications than others, and that uh, results in us, uh, you know, using that sort of information to decide exactly what we want to plant. Also, of the different varieties, as as is the case with peaches, you have some nuts that we start picking up as we are now, which is a little bit late here, the uh, you know, almost the 1st of November. And then you have other varieties that we won't start picking up till the 1st of December. Mm-hmm. So you normally have to take that in consideration when pricing is, is involved because, you know, the early bird gets a worm, and, right. and, and that's been the case for years. But now that the pecans have become so popular and the export market has picked up, there's really there's not uh, necessarily a, to be in a big hurry to get these nuts up as you have, uh, in a lot of cases, pre-sold your nuts uh, based on when you do harvest. Right. That's so great. That's a great we, uh, position we, to be in. We've got a good, we've got a good situation where we have, uh, uh, in most cases, the growers in Georgia have several different varieties uh, planted for that purpose of not having to, to start with. You don't have to get them up all at one time. Uh, right. If you were to try to shake the whole crop of nuts and you had bad weather, nuts had to lay on the ground, and you, you've got potentially some problems that could result in uh, yeah. sprouting, uh, uh, something we call sprouting, where the nuts are, uh, are not gathered in a timely fashion and dried and, and put in containers. So the ability that we have to plant different varieties that ripen at different times of the year you know, has, has really worked well for, for all of us here uh, in the state of Georgia. And I said the desirable being one of the, the main ones, but that certainly is uh, – there's other varieties out there that that, that serve at serve our purpose, you know, because of the seasonality. Uh, they the, might not. Right. They might be uh, uh, two weeks earlier than a desirable, a Pawnee, for, for example. That we've been through with that for for two weeks now. We've not picked up any. Once we picked up a Pawnee, we pretty much had a little bit of a a period while we were waiting for these other varieties to open up. The, the shell starts cracking. 
in the normal sense of the word, and then we start, then we shake them and put them on the ground and, and let them dry out for a day or two and then, you know, pick them up. The, the whole process, which is really what we're doing now, we're in the process of getting started in a big way with uh, one variety of uh, piggybacking another variety. As soon as we get through with uh, Desirable, then we have Cape Fear, and then we have Sumner, and then we have Canoodle, Stewart, <laughs> Slice, so it just goes on and on. And, uh, you know, you'd like to think that uh, the holiday season is when you have your most demand for your pecan, so we, we'd like to think that by Christmas time, given the good weather conditions and all, that we have uh, completed the harvest of the crop. Right. Now, can you tell us a little bit about the trees? What are the pests associated with a pecan tree? Well, we we have a, a different kind of pest, as do other crops, whether it would be uh, your row crops or your cotton and all that. And, and we, uh, we are able to put little traps out across these orchards to tell us the... Uh, the population of the pest. One of the, the biggest uh, uh, problems that we deal with in, in, the, in the pest control business is the old-fashioned pecan weevil, mm-hmm. or what, what was known as a cotton weevil back in those days. It's a, it's a little insect that actually, once that nut is developed, it, it'll, it'll bore a little hole into that nut and lay an egg, and uh, then it, of course, feeds on the meat once mm-hmm. it hatches out, and that nut... Uh, uh, will abort it'll, it'll actually in a lot of cases it'll fall off the tree and then if it doesn't when we shake them then we'll see that uh you'll see we're seeing there. more yeah. than what we want to see of uh what we call a pecan weevil damage mm-hmm. uh that's probably one of the biggest thing but like i say we have uh traps that we can put out that we can test to actually see if there's a need to spray for this particular pest another insects are are the aphids or mites, or these are insects that feed on the leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not careful, uh, these particular insects can defoliate your tree, uh, you know, in a week's time. And, of course, the leaves uh, are what feed the, the nuts. Right, so right. The, the optimum thing is to not lose any leaves at all until the tree begins to, the nuts begin to ripen and the natural process of the leaves falling off takes place. You don't want to see a premature exiting of your leaves because as i say that's a that's a, not only feeds the nuts but the leaves are part of the development of next year's crop so you know you have to you know, have certain uh, you know chemicals and all and uh, that we use to uh, to control uh you know that particular right. pest and then you have your diseases uh too much rain is a is a right a rain pecans love rain but too much rain uh can uh, can cause a disease called uh, scabbing, and that's where a nut turns black. And in its worst cases, it will uh, it will drop off a tree as it has been consumed by this uh, disease called scab. That can be controlled with uh, our different spray programs, but mm-hmm. you know, and, and we don't don't have a whole lot of that problem because we we do have the, the equipment that can. You know, we get through with the rain, and we can shoot through there, and we can spray it, and we can compensate for for the good rains that we've gotten, the water that we've gotten in the ground. But at the same time, we can spray these trees and, and inhibit any kind of disease problems that might come as a result of uh, of excess moisture. Now, what about pruning? Pruning has become a very viable part of the pecan program here. Mainly in the last 10 years, it's been determined that the 
the more sunlight and air circulation through the pecan orchards on down into lower limbs, you know, the more sunlight and, and air circulation uh, helps uh, increase uh, the size and the quality of the nut. So right. what we do is I spoke to you earlier about, you know, not only do we, you know, we get through harvesting, and that's not the end of the program because we go back through there with these pruning towers that we call them, and we selectively uh, prune out limbs that are, where the trees are too thick or limbs are too low and it's impossible for them to get air circulation or sunlight. So we we have a program that it, it takes about as long as it does to harvest the crop, and this is the, the pruning program where we go in there, as I say, and, and cut these trees back. And in case of... Uh, in the case of young trees, you're, you're constantly training these young trees to grow in the direction or in the shape that you want them to. And they don't, you don't just go out there and stick a tree in the ground and wish it well, walk away and come <laughs> back and gather nuts. So Not it's, if it's uh, paying your bills. It's really, it, a lot of people don't believe me when I tell them that. They think that you can stick this pecan tree or, in some cases, a peach tree in the ground and and walk Go away back four or five sure. years later and start harvesting and and there you there you go you know it's just that simple but believe me it's 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 not a it's a constant process of of what you do to try to you know help enhance that quality once the harvesting starts in yeah in mid October in a normal year and of course we're a little bit later this year well I read a statistic when I was doing my research that a typical pecan orchard averages nineteen trees per acre Georgia. Um, specifically averaging more like 15 trees per acre, whereas New Mexico averages 42 trees per acre. Now, that's due to pruning, right, and variety. Well, that's also due to the fact that in New Mexico, they have the humidity is, is, uh, is not a is, problem. It's very right. low. Yes. Mm-hmm. They, don't have the, uh, they don't have the humidity or the, the rainfall that we have to deal with here in Georgia. So they can afford to come in and plant their trees a little bit, what we call a closer spacing and what we do, we try to open up our spacing a little bit more to, like I say, to enhance the air circulation and the sunlight as well mm-hmm. on the leaves and the and the nuts. So it's it's sort of a little bit of a different. Uh, you're still growing the same thing, but it's it's what you call different growing conditions. Regional, right? Regional growing conditions, right? So okay, um, unfortunately, we have to kind of wrap this up. So, what do you think, Mr. Lane, is the future of the industry? China, right? <laughs> I, I, I really think that uh, the, 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 the nutritional value of nuts, the, the, the word that's got out there, and national publications, uh, you know, about the hard healthness of nuts and the high antioxidants, it, the, the future looks great. I mean, I see people planting, uh, planting trees everywhere, but, you know, we, we're almost in a situation this year where there's, uh, there's just about not enough nuts to go around and uh well that's a good you know, position that's a, that's to a be good in. problem to have in yeah. a way but you know i hate to for everybody wants nuts and not be able to get them and and i think is uh as we move along in the next few years and a lot of these young trees come in production that that uh you know not only will we have the uh the, the chinese market but as i spoke earlier about india being mm-hmm. uh very interested and in not knowing uh anything about pecans and then you take some of your European countries and and uh, even Canada up there. We very little nuts have been going into Canada. Yeah. So yeah, they, you know, I think the market's wide open. I think it's just a matter of uh, of of getting the nuts and and uh, having a, a good quality product and and promoting them as we do. 
I think we do a, a good job all over the country. We we, we promote the Georgia pecans and pecans in general, uh-huh. and I think that that uh, along with uh, the demand will will in, will will keep the industry in good shape for years to come. Good. Well, we we're banking on it because we're certainly planting. Good. We're planting a lot of trees. Good. Well, maybe I'll come down and help you harvest at some point. <laughs> I'd love for you to. I've got plenty of work for you. Well, um, we, we have to wrap up our, our talk about pecans, but I'd like for you, Mr. Lane, to talk about there were a few recipes on your website that seemed particularly delicious. Pecan butter and pecan gravy. That sounds amazing. Well, I know that there's you know, there's several several different things that we have on there that are, you know, the the roasted and salting of pecans is probably yeah. one of the most uh, popular means of uh, of serving pecans down here. You can actually do it yourself by buying pecans and and baking them for 45 minutes on 350 with as much salt as you feel like you uh, need. We lightly salt lightly salt ours as we. Uh, roast them in a big oven but that's one of the more popular ways and then people have uh you know your pecan pies have been yeah. <laughs> been the favorite of, of all thanksgiving yeah uh family all thanksgiving tables are almost consist of at least one pecan pie i know ours does every year and yeah and uh and the candies that have become popular the chocolate covered the white chocolate cinnamon covered yeah it's just uh it's just really become a a popular uh, item to to you know not only sell in its raw form but to to process into candies and cakes and now you see uh, Wendy's a large hamburger chain that down here in, in Georgia yeah uh, they have their salad is, uh, is uh, putting uh, pecans on the salad so yeah. that's that's been a pleasing thing so it's been it's pecans a really are, unique taste it's a really wonderful taste it's different it's very different from walnuts and almonds and yeah. other things it it's, is different and, and and everybody says that it's, it's completely different from almonds and and uh of course pistachios nothing resembling pecan and and almonds if you'll if you'll eat an almond you know and pecan together you'll see that there's a significant difference in taste uh we were told that down in Orlando. We just got back from a big, uh, one of the largest food shows in the world. It was held down there. For, we were down there for five days and really had a lot of people come by and say that there's a distinct difference in a walnut and a pecan. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. we're thankful that the pecan is 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 gotten to where, to the point where it's uh, uh, you know the leading uh, nut out there but with the nutritional value and the, the popularity of it and the demand. Uh, I feel like bodes well for the future good good well thank you so much for being with us and jumping in at this last mo- last minute i called you this morning you're quite welcome. <laughs> you were you you're were johnny on welcome. the spot and i really appreciate it and, and good luck with the harvest the rest well, of the thank harvest you so much as we as we're beginning uh we've had good rains down here that sort of helps uh enhance uh ripening process of the nuts as the shell begins to dry out and open up so Good. I thank you for that, and we always uh, have the doors open down here, so when you head down this way, please stop by well, and I'll be down. say hello. We thank will. you so much. Thank you, Mr. Lane. And we okay. want to thank Jack Inslee for producing and that Wiener for Engineering, and to Roberta's Pizza in Bushwick, Brooklyn, and to our sponsor, Acme Fish. If you miss any part of the show, please note it's available via archive on our website and at heritageradionetwork.com and via podcast on iTunes. You can leave uh, comments or join our Facebook fan page, Groundworks Inc. We dig plants. Happy gardening. Happy gardening.